Welcome back to another episode of the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. I'm your host, Denzel, a.k.a. Black Ice 8, joined by my awesome co-host here. We got Manny, a.k.a. Goopmaster Flex. Say what up to the people. Hey, how we do? All right, all right. And we got Chris, a.k.a. May 25th XX. Say what up to the people, man. Hey, y'all. We here. Nah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, so all right, all right. Before we get into this week's podcast topics, just wanted to get a little housekeeping out of the way. Let you guys know that on December tenth, the Game Awards uh, will will be live, and uh, we're actually going to do a live reaction to it. So make sure to check that out. We'll be live on YouTube and Twitch. Um, so you know, come come on by, hang out with us. You know, hear what we have to say. The Game Awards should be a pretty good time. Um, and actually, subsequently enough, this week, we got some of the Game Awards nominees that we're going to go over in a moment here. But, you know, as we always do here at the Expansion Pack Podcast, we'll start off this week with our icebreaker. So, Chris, I'll let you take that. All right, so for uh, this week's icebreaker, it was um, going forward in 2021 and beyond, how do you guys expect... Uh, events like E3 or award shows or anything like that to kind of progress or go forward based on the fact that I guess 2020 was kind of like a guinea pig year for um, a lot of that kind of stuff. So what do you guys think you'll see next year and then going off beyond that? Okay. Okay. Manny, you want to give us your thoughts first? Yeah. Um, Personally, like I know maybe at least an, at least a year or maybe two, we'll still be doing the video conferencing until we at least get like a vaccine or whatever. Because uh, we know like events such as E3 were like, you know, you're testing out all these games before it comes out. You know, everybody's just out here touching the same controllers. Uh, you know, everybody's not like all clumped up together, you know, in lines and everything like that. So I believe uh, when... Like, if we ever do open up, it probably wouldn't be until we find a vaccine. Uh, probably, you know, if that ever comes. Because <laughs> we don't even know yet. But um, other than that, I, I just see that, you know, these online things, especially now since the world revolves around, like, the internet, the mobile devices, and all this, that, and the third, uh, that I believe that maybe this is the future where we just have video conferences all the time, you know? Okay. Okay. Mm. Mm. I'm as as uh as much as that sucks to hear. Yeah, I would have to agree. I don't think we're gonna see a return to normal as far as uh, live gaming events, whether that's the Game Awards or or E3 or PAX. I think it'll be some time until we really go back to normal with it all. Uh, you know, even if <clears throat> tomorrow Pfizer gets approval for a vaccine and everybody starts getting it you know, next week or whatever. I still think it'll be a little bit of time before we return to normal. Um, and even then, I think the the bigger events like E3, like I think that'll kind of cease to exist as it is. Just because I think companies have kind of realized, you know, it's not necessarily worth it to spend all this money on big events like E3, especially when you can get the, a similar message out. Uh, 
you know, through these through these uh, digital events. <clears throat> so, yeah, as much as it hurts to say, I think I think uh, this might be the norm going forward. What about you, Chris? What do you think, man? I think at least for a little bit longer. I don't know if going forward, like a permanent thing. Like, I don't know, if a vaccine comes out, let's say next year somehow, and then they get it out to everybody, I still think we'd probably at least be another two, three years off, at least before we even see a halfway kind of normal thing. I do think um, if, if they do decide to go virtual, like just going forward regardless, it'd be kind of weird for me just because I think there's a certain level of like exclusivity that comes with being able to go to like a E3 or even like a Comic-Con. Like there's a lot of like stuff you get to see and witness and hear at Comic-Con and whatnot that you can see and do months before anybody else does. Like, you can go to Comic-Con, see, like, an episode for some TV show, like, six, seven months ahead of time, and nobody else has access to that content. Especially as somebody who's, you know, trying to, you know, doing content creation like how we're trying to do it and that. That stuff was huge. Um, So I imagine that there's going to be some kind of way for them to maintain the exclusivity if they're going to go virtual totally but i don't know how uh, the, uh, i don't know how they're gonna do that like it was even down to the point where like you couldn't even get certain pops the uh the figurines mm-hmm. there's certain ones you can only get if you go to these events mm-hmm. they have a handful that they made specifically for, like stuff like that is what i mean like how are you gonna how do you replace that mm. I, I think <clears throat> i think the novelty of it might go away in a sense, but I, I I do think those things can still exist in a digital world. They just wouldn't be as um I guess as exciting, right? Like it's not as hard to to come by in a sense. Like I for, for to, to your example about the pop figures, right? Like let's say you you hold a, a digital event that people have to either pay money to get into or or um you know get selected to join, and then those people have the opportunity to, you know, only the people in that event have the opportunity to buy those figurines or whatever, what have you. I can still see them doing that stuff. It just sucks because it won't be, you know, yeah. it won't be it's the same. same. It's not yeah. the same at all, yeah. It won't be the same at all. But, you know, even even in the world of, of gaming, right? Like, you know, we talk about um, <clears throat> game demos or even, uh, I guess, with E3 in particular, press got a chance to really play certain games behind closed doors. And it seems like even though we haven't had the, the physical events any longer, it seems like they've still found a way to do some of that stuff. Um, From my understanding, cyberpunk uh, 2077, as an example, over the course of the summer, people were able to preview that game digitally, or I guess they had their own kind of streaming service that um, CD project red, seem to have in place so that uh, game reviewers or previewers could actually log on to their server and play the game. So I think, you know, the cloud streaming like xCloud and, and so on and so forth may be a way to bridge the gap, at least for the time being, you know, whether that's for content creators or just fans uh, in general. You know, I, I know Microsoft did um, their Xbox Fan Fest event right before the, the Series X launched, and they had a couple kind of special 
events that you could register for where you were in a, a Zoom or a Teams call with with Major Nelson or I Justine or you know various members of the Xbox team, where people got a chance to ask questions. I, I think I would have to assume the rooms are kind of small, relatively small, maybe like twenty five to fifty people, um, and they just got to talk and ask questions and whatnot. And I think that experience is cool because that probably probably wouldn't be something that you would necessarily do at an event like an E3 or a PAX or whatnot. I know they had like their panels that they would sit and talk at, but it might be in a way somewhat more intimate. I don't know. I I, I have no idea how all that stuff is going to look, but I think that it's something that these companies are probably looking at and trying to find ways around because A, there's money there. <laughs> like, you know, pa- companies like Penny Arcade who makes packs, like they, they don't want to lose out on <clears throat> the ability to have those events. So th- they'll try to create something in some capacity. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see. Maybe they'll like shift more of like an outside venue thing or something like that. I don't know. Something. Yeah, no. It's possible, but we'll find out. We will. We will. I'm. I'm hoping that <laughs> we get. We get something. I mean, it's <clears throat> the 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 bright side of all of this. I guess is that eventually we will get back to some normalcy, something somewhere. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. You know, just like you know, when we were saving up our money to get those plane tickets to go to Cali. Oh, I don't want to. Don't even. Let's not even talk about that right now. I'm, that makes sense. <laughs> <sighs> but you know, at least we are still getting some things in digital format, like the Game Awards. Uh, so again, you know, like we mentioned earlier, this week Jeff Keighley announced the uh, the nominees for the Game Awards. So. I think right now we're going to go over some of the, the nominees and, you know, give our thoughts about who we think might win and, you know, who 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 should have gotten nominated, who maybe shouldn't have. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun discussion. So uh, we'll we'll jump into that now. So let's see here. We got our first category here. It's going to be the best esports game. So I know we've all talked. We're not. uh too big into esports here but you know i think this this category is still really interesting um the esports world is huge (laughs) right now so uh we'll we'll dive into those nominees here so the first one we have is call of duty modern warfare uh second we got counter-strike global offensive aka csgo we got fortnite we got league of legends and we have valorant so, uh, so we'll go around the table as usual and, and uh, give our thoughts on these here. So, Manny, which one do you think is going to win? Uh, my personal vote goes to Valorant. Uh, Valorant, you know, is the hot new game of the summer when it came out in around June. Uh, you know, Counter-Strike clone with heroes. So it's like, you know, a mixture of like Overwatch with the heroes as well as, you know, the counter-strike gameplay with the precision aiming uh so it was definitely a lot fun to watch when they had their uh little invitational when tsm won i personally watched that and i enjoyed every you know bit of it when tsm came back from like a 3-1 lead um so i'm gonna have to say valorant on this one for uh this uh year's esports game of the year okay okay cool cool chris what do you think man would have to go between valorant and csgo just because uh, when I think of an eSport, I always think of, like, the most competitive type of game. And I'm not going to lie, I don't know. Uh, I know League of Legends is pretty competitive, but I don't know if I would say it's on the same level as the other two. Where, like, you need to have, like, Twitch fingers and just 
there's no cheese. There's no BS. There's no nonsense. It's just straight up skill versus skill, I think, in these games. So, um, I don't know which one has a leg up over the other, but I'd have to go one of those two games for the win for sure. Definitely. Okay. Okay. For sure. <clears throat> I like the way you put that there. Uh, skill versus skill. That that's that is actually a really great way to describe both of those games. Um, for myself, I'd probably be leaning between League of Legends and Valorant. I, I think Riot Games is <clears throat> they know what they're doing in the esports world, and obviously we know League of Legends is massive. Um, <clears throat> and you know th- that is the king of MOBAs for sure. But uh, I'll probably tip my cap towards Valorant for sure. It's definitely got the hype right now. Um, you know, it definitely blends the best of of two pretty popular games. Uh, you know, CS:GO and Overwatch, like Manny mentioned before. Uh, so yeah, I would have to go with Valorant on that one. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see which one gets the nod when December tenth hits. All right, moving on. To, yeah, moving on to the next category here. So we got best debut game, and that's the best debut game created by an independent studio. So the first game we have here is Carry On. Then we got Mortal Shell, Raji, an ancient epic, uh, Roki, and of course Phasmophobia. So, Chris, I'm gonna let you kick this one off here. I know uh, when we talked before, you haven't necessarily played many of these games if i remember what you said correctly uh yeah um to be honest i i haven't really touched any of these personally i've seen a lot of the footage from phasmophobia just via you guys and other people's streams and um i would say if i had to pick a game just based on notoriety i guess you would say again i, I see phasmophobia a lot especially during uh the halloween month a lot of these other games, I'm not going to lie, some of them I'm just hearing about for the first time. Phasmophobia, mm. it's, it seems like it's gaining some steam, so like I'm, I'm probably going to have to go with that one in terms of best debut. All right, all right. Okay, Manny, what about mm. you, man? I have to say, I second that, uh, you know, when I was streaming Phasmophobia for Spooktober with Goop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the game was pretty, uh, I really liked it, you know, it was pretty dope. It was like, uh, you know something it was just something different you know because everything's all br now and like that's been like the hot take for like the last couple years so you know to play something like phasmophobia where it's like slow pace catching all these ghosts demons whatever um it was uh pretty fun had a little spooky moments but uh i'm gonna have to say that will take my vote for the debut uh game of the year okay okay all right, yeah. For myself, um, I've played uh, I've played Carry On, I've played Mortal Shell, you know, both both pretty good games, but uh, but Phasmophobia is definitely going to be what I'm going with here as well. Uh, Phasmophobia, you know, I was playing that with with Goop over the uh, Halloween season, and it was just a lot of fun, man. A lot of laughs, a lot of jump scares. Um, it's just a really fun game, you know. It's it's definitely got the the attention of gamers right now as far as streaming and, and whatnot. So. Yeah, Phasmophobia is definitely gonna be my my pick, and uh, hopefully Kinetic Games gets a gets a, a win on this one here. All right, so yeah, man. yeah, so we'll move over to best multiplayer game. So something we're all pretty familiar familiar with here. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got the nominees here as uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizon from Nintendo. It's an interesting pick in my opinion. We got Among Us. We got Call of Duty Warzone, uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and of course Valorant. 
So, um, Manny, I'll let you kick this one off this time around. Which which one of these games are you going to take? First of all, interesting to Animal Crossing. That game is lit. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me that you don't be having fun when you your boys is chilling, fishing under a dock, just, you know, waiting to catch some fish. <laughs> I, I know y'all probably don't play it as much, but. Like, Animal Crossing is a sleeper. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to have to go with Among Us. Uh, that is, uh, you know, the hot take of the summer uh, with Among Us being pretty much going viral uh, with a lot of memes and all that kind of stuff. But. It's definitely like a dope multiplayer game where anybody can really just dive in and just have fun. Because, like, you just, you know, you can either play on your mobile device or on your PC. And you just, you know, play with your boys, some random people, find out who the sus do killing everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so Manny's going with Among Us. What about you, Chris? Um, so my first thing I want to say is Animal Crossing, I, I, I'm... Sure, it is lit, and it's got a huge fan base. But if we're talking about every single multiplayer game that came out this year. This made the top five. Nah, fam. Sleeping <laughs> nah. on it. I'm not asleep, but I just don't think it's top five. What would you replace? That, it that's with, what would you replace? It Ro- with? I'd probably put Rogue Company in there if it was me. Mm. Um, because that is that's a good multiplayer game. This one. If I had to choose out of the two of these, or my top two for this would be Among Us and Warzone. Among Us, simply just for the accessibility factor. Uh, Warzone's probably going to take it for me, though. It's got the most watchability for me. I love watching Warzone streams. Uh, Some of them are really funny. And I will say it till the day the the game stops getting played. Warzone has a lot of oh shit moments, man. A lot of, oh, I didn't know I could do that. at the end of the day, Among Us is super, super fun, um, but it, it doesn't hit me in the same way as Warzone. That, that's that's different. Mm, okay, I feel you. That is different. Hmm. So, so I'm gonna start off by saying Animal Crossing really just ain't it for me, man. Like it's <laughs> it's a game where you're just doing chores. It is chores the game. I'm all good. I'm all set. I don't think that makes a great multiplayer experience. I mean, I hear a lot of people they. They find it very peaceful and tranquil and yada, yada, yada. I just don't. It just doesn't make sense to me in here as the best multiplayer game. So, you know, whatever. What I don't know what it, what category it should necessarily be in. Um, I mean, I know it's a good game for, for a lot of people, but it just doesn't make sense here for me. But anyways, with that being said, for me, it's going to be a toss up between Call of Duty and Among Us. I would have to say it's kind of just a case of 1A, 1B. Uh, I'd pick 1A with uh, Call of Duty, as Chris mentioned. There are just too many, like, oh shit moments, man. There's just so many amazing things that happen in the game, and they found a way to just kind of keep <clears throat> changing things up. They change up the map. It's just a, a fun and exciting game. And, you know, as far as Among Us goes, it's it's just, as, as uh, Man- Manny mentioned before, like, it's extremely accessible. You know, you can get it on your PC, you can get it on your uh, phone. You know, it's it's a really easy game to jump into and play, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tip my cap towards Warzone for this one. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Among Us won as well. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, let's uh, slide on up to best sports and racing game, which I think is a really weird category to put together. But yeah, nonetheless, it's here. So 
first nominee is going to go to Dirt 5. Then we've got F1 2020 from Codemasters. Uh, we got FIFA 21. We got Manny's favorite game, NBA 2K21. And then we've got uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. So, Manny, come on, man. It's going to be your favorite NBA, game. NBA 2K is not it. I, you know, it. It just next gen ain't it. Current gen ain't it. They don't even care <laughs> about it. current gen. Why is this game even up here? Man, let me ask Bro. you a question. Did you, did you or did you not just make a new build in FIFA? So you capping, bro? Oh, man. yeah, I made a new build because how trash the game is. Okay. <laughs> You're telling me yeah. with a 90 yeah. defense, I'm talking about 90 interior defense, 90 block, like in Hall of Fame Rip Protector and Gold, what is it called? Um, Intimidator. That I can't guard up these small dudes driving and dunking on me, bro. My strength is at a 92. Like, I don't understand 2K, like, it's just stupid. Hope y'all understand to get your strength at a ninety-two. You had to play the game a lot. Yep. Just, just, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Just, what you mean? That's, that's the first thing you could upgrade easily. And then, like you know, I'm gonna have to go with Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. That game was lit. I don't care what y'all have to say. I ain't capping, dog. It is not cap. It is not cap. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two was lit. Yeah. Manny, what game is loaded up on your Xbox Series X right now? My Series X is turned off, so it's chilling. You know oh, what I'm saying? Look at the cheese, yo. It is off. It. If you powered it on right now, what would be the first game in Quick Resume? You know what? It ain't Quick Resume or anything because I force closed uh, that game. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Man. All right. Well, Manny wants to deny the truth. That's okay. Chris, what about you, man? What do you pick? Yeah, all right, man. This is this clearly 2K. Um... Nothing against Tony Hawk. I actually really, really, really like Tony Hawk. I, I, I kind of want to get that uh, one and two. But in my opinion, racing games have not been the same in over a decade. Like, I have not played a racing game that really, that I wanted to sit down and play more than one or two times and then not get bored with it. Last game that I liked that was a racing game that was really that good. I'm taking it back. It's probably going to either be a Midnight Club Dub Edition or Need for Speed Underground 2. I, the, the, I haven't played a really good one since those, in my opinion. Have you played Forza Horizon? Yeah, I, I played it. But Forza is beautiful. It is very, 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 very beautiful. But I've always said I find it boring because it's just... It's like a beautiful NASCAR simulation, almost, in a sense. And I always mm-hmm. find NASCAR boring as hell, too. No offense to anybody out there who likes NASCAR. I couldn't yeah. sit there and watch a... a, a just to what be happened? clear, just to be clear. So I asked, did you play Forza Horizon? So there's Forza Motorsport and then there's Horizon. Motorsport is sounds like what you're describing, like Gran Turismo, where you're on tracks, and Forza Horizon is open world, like street racing. No, no, I, for, that's the one that had like the seasonal changes and all that kind of stuff in it, right? Right. right yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I did play that, and it was better than the older ones. The ones I played in the past, I I didn't like at all, and I could probably play Horizon a, bit, a little bit more than the other ones. And when I had heard about the idea that they were going to be trying to make like a car or a racing MMO, I was like, oh, that's dope. I want that. I want to be able to get a car and customize it and drive it to in-server car shows and do races and put bets on. I think that's dope. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they executed it well. Um, okay. Okay. Nah, I don't know what's going to happen. But 2K, at least I can say 
they seem like they're trying to innovate in terms of uh, pushing uh, the sports MMO, not MMO, the sports RPG thing forward. Um, yeah, it's got to be 2K for me in that, that regard. I feel you. I feel you. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, I'm I'm just going to echo Chris on this one, man. Uh, 2K is where it's at for me. I love the game. My point guard has no issues. I splash my threes. I dunk on people like Manny all the time. It's great. It's absolutely great. And, you know. Manny's unplayable. Oh, please. We won't dwell on it too much longer because, you know, we've uh, we've already talked about the city and 2K at length, um, you know, in our previous episodes. But I think 2K is going to take the take the cake here. If I was to, to pick a dark horse, I probably would say it'd be uh, Tony Hawk pro skater because you know that game is just beloved <laughs> across the world and the fact that uh they went ahead and, and remade it a lot of people were excited about it well, it is a good game I, I will admit i do i do enjoy playing it but um 2k is just 2k is just 2k man just keeps pushing the genre forward yeah. all right so let's uh let's jump over to our next category here so we've got best family game so, best game that's appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. So, once again, we've got, got Animal Crossing in here. Probably makes sense to be in here. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, we got Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. We got Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario The Origami King. So, Chris, uh, which one are you taking here? Um, not gonna lie, originally I was uh, kind of shocked not to see Among Us here, but then if we're gonna be talking about it from a perspective of, I guess a game that everybody can play, because you know, I know there's a lot of children out there playing Among Us, I'm just saying, but on paper, they're not supposed to, I guess, because there's knives and stuff in the game, I get it, alright, if I had to choose out of any of these based on that uh, perspective, uh, yeah, it would have to probably be Minecraft Dungeons. Um, it seems like it's one; it's super accessible, just like how we were talking about with Among Us. I, I don't know if there's a way you like it's on Android and stuff too, right? Minecraft, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Minecraft is Minecraft's like on literally everything. I don't know. That's what I'm Minecraft. saying. Like, I think it's everywhere. Yeah, but Minecraft Dungeons is a different game. I don't know if it's in many, as many places, but I think it is on a lot of platforms. I just don't know if it's on mobile. I don't think it is. Maybe with think... xCloud, but other than that, mm. probably not. Okay. I just know uh, that that franchise, the whole Minecraft thing, like, I see tons of children playing that game. I see tons of adults playing that game. I see people take that game and, like, make whole worlds. Like, I, nah, I'm going to go with Minecraft for sure. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Manny, what about you, man? You know what I'm going to say. Animal Crossing takes the cake on this one. Anybody can play it. Your kids, the adults, the teens, your cousins, your uncle, your grandpa, grandma, anyone. Even the kid next door can get some, some you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Animal Crossing takes the cake. You can do whatever you want in the game. The game is lit, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I think uh, little kids will be falling asleep playing the game. But, um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Fall Guys. I think Fall Guys is a great family game. It's a lot of fun. Um. You know, getting into like a, a granular conversation too. You know, it's it it kind of shows us that we can make like a battle royale game that doesn't necessarily have to be for a shooter or whatnot. And 
obviously accessible to kids. Um, so yeah, Fall Guys would be my pick. That would be the one I'd want to see win. But I'm I'm gonna be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Animal Crossing win because it is a very popular game. So you know, I'll, I'll taking dubs. Yeah, I'll, I'll tip my cap to that one. But uh, I don't know. Still boring. <laughs> Two questions in a row, Manny. Five cents a day, y'all. Five cents. Just like how he be trying to say to me. Five cents a day, we can buy Manny a brand new hat. Because he just be capping. Cap, cap. <laughs> wow. I'm not capping. Oh, I still can't believe you're trying to deny 2K. But, you know, we'll, we'll discuss that another time. Bro, 2K whack. Yeah, all right, all right. That shit for five hours tonight. Yo, yo, maybe gonna be on till. I only play cause y'all play. <laughs> That's different. Negative, negative. What do you mean negative? You play because you have a love, joy, and passion for it. Bro, you got to only play. Ninety-one overall. You play more than any of us. I just got to ninety. You're ninety-two, bro. Now. Bro. That is nothing compared to everybody who's like already passed the ninety-five overall cap, probably on their second build already. Like, bro, I, I only played it for like three days, and then when I got the PS Five, like I was on Spider Man. You're on your second build already too. No, I'm not. I, yeah, I you are. What are you talking about? I'm experimenting, but I didn't start a new build. Me, me. Ladies and gentlemen, we rest our case. Moving on, best fighting game for the best. Game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. That's right. <laughs> First game on the uh, the nomination is Grand Blue Fantasy versus a game I've never heard of. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, and Under the Night in Birth EXE Late. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it, it, very interesting titles. Very interesting titles. They're all long for whatever reason. Um, me and myself, I'm gonna go with uh, Mortal Kombat here. I think it's a tried and true franchise. You know, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter are kind of the the gold standards when it comes to fighting games. Mortal Kombat 11 is something I I've played a pretty decent amount. Um, I'm I'm not very good at it, although I think I've beaten Manny a couple times. Um, yep. All right. This is the third category, Manny Capital. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, my my uh my pick's definitely gonna be Mortal Kombat. So, Chris, I'll pass it over to you, man. <sighs> this is another genre that kind of bugs me because it's just like the racing genre. I kind of like don't feel like there's not too many good fighting games that come out anymore. Uh, if I had to pick out of these, I'm gonna go with Street Fighter just because it's it's tried and true. There's not a lot of games that I feel like they missed out on in terms of uh, they tried something out like this is trash. I almost like almost all of the Street Fighter games. Um, but I just got to throw this out there. Capcom, listen, I don't even need a brand new game. Don't give me a number four or five, whatever. Give me Marvel vs. Capcom 2 Remastered. That is all I need. I don't need nothing new. Nothing new. I don't need no new levels. I don't need no nothing. Just make the graphics a little bit more updated. Your boy is sold. I'll buy it. I'll buy that brand new, bro. $60. I will buy that. I promise you. (laughs) I promise you. But, like, they're not hearing me, though. You know what I mean? Like, they... (sighs) Imagine imagine if they were able to up-res that game to 4K 
at 120 hertz, like a fighting game like that. Bruh. Man, make it happen, Cal. That's the best fighting game of all time. And you can add me if you want to. Anybody out there, that's the, that's the best one. <laughs> like, that is it. That's your hard. Yep. Hard. Yep. We need that. We need that. Capcom, make it happen. to go to more combat you know it's a game i grew up with um you know i like like chris said it's sad that fighting games you know doesn't get as much love nowadays because Mortal Kombat 11 have been out already for over a year and the fact that it's here for a second year in a row with the ultimate edition yeah. is it's just showing how poor the ultimate edition, that's why. But yeah. yeah it's just showing how you know poor fighting games have gotten recently like you know it would be dope to see more new fighting games or creative ways and designs and all that kind of stuff but um other than that like i haven't heard like the first and the last nominee of this category um street fighter i'm not a really big fan of but uh yeah like i said i'm gonna have to choose more to combat and this uh for my pick okay okay i definitely have to uh echo what you guys said about you know that this category not getting as much love as it used to like i don't think we see enough inventive fighting games that get a lot of press i mean even just the fact that we didn't know grand blue fantasy and this under night game like i mean i may have to check them out if they if they're getting nominated um, yeah but yeah i feel like we don't get too many big time fighting games anymore so you know hopefully that can change hopefully we get some innovation in that genre but uh but moving on to another genre that we actually do get a, a lot of innovation from uh, it's got best role-playing game. So the game uh, best designed with rich player char- uh, character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. So first nominee here we have is Final Fantasy Remake. Genshin Impact. We've got Persona 5 Royal. Wasteland 3. And Yakuza Like a Dragon. So Manny, I'm going to let you kick this one off here, man. You're, you already know the hottest game, Genshin Impact. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't really play RPGs like that. So, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Kick the Cans. I don't really care about that game. Um, Persona, I know Persona is like a huge game for like the PlayStation players, but I don't play PlayStation like that unless it's like. Some exclusives like God of War, Spider Man, and so forth. And then uh, Yakuza, I think that just came out. I haven't touched it either. And <clears throat> Wasteland 3. But um, yeah, I'm about to say Genshin, a hot game. Um, what is it called? Breath of the Wild kind of gameplay, uh, mechanics, stuff like that. Pretty dope. Shout out to Paimon. But uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Paimon. Paimon. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Chris knows what I'm talking about. All right, Chris. Well, uh, whatever that was with Paimon, you go ahead and kick it off. <laughs> what do you got? Well, it's clear Paimon thinks that Genshin Impact should win. Nah, uh, let me right, let me stop. People are gonna start questioning my uh, oh, <laughs> questioning my existence, but also, real shit, I have to go against Genshin. 
that style of gameplay is it's gonna take a while for me to ever like not love that. Um, I almost went with Anthem. I I I, I almost went with them for best RPG for sure. Uh, but Genshin Impact edges it out for sure. Mm-hmm. Wait, you said Anthem? I, I was joking. Anthem, we still we still waiting on that, you know, game reviving update. Yeah. Oh God, Anthem. It's almost been two years. Well, if you guys haven't noticed, it's on sale uh, Black Friday uh, for eight dollars. It's on Game Pass. What? You, what? Oh, true. <laughs> it is on Game Pass. It is on Game Pass. Go give them no money, fam. You are right. Do not give them any money. Absolutely, <laughs> I agree. All right, my uh, my pick is gonna definitely go with Genshin Impact as well. I haven't gotten a chance to dive into it too much. Um, definitely not. You know, in comparison to to Chris. But I do have it downloaded on my iPad and my phone, and uh, something I do look forward to getting a bit more into, especially when I hear uh, Echoes of Breath of the Wild. I mean, that's definitely a game that I, I need to dive into a little bit more. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed to see Final Fantasy Remake on here. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, it's going to sound that's like I'm, I'm hating, but just don't think it I don't think it was as good <clears> as people. <throat> it's, it's there for nostalgia. That's why it's there. Because everybody loved the game. Uh, yeah, it's there for nostalgia, for aesthetics, and and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I wish we could have replaced it with something, something better. But I I think either way you slice it, Genshin will we'll probably. You know, better. let me let me also say this about uh about Final Fantasy now. I will agree. I, I do think over the years, and I used to be the, one of the biggest Final Fantasy fans on the planet. Over the years, I've come to realize, again, it's not like what I thought it was. The stories don't make sense, all that shit. But if we're talking about just the definition of a role-playing game and just deep customization and deep character trees and all that stuff, you we cannot shit on Final Fantasy at all. Like We, we just truly cannot. Because mm-hmm. especially when you look at the console games that come out every couple years, they come out with a new mechanic in every single one of these games. And they're all turn-based JRPG-style games, but they're slightly different from one another every single time. Sometimes they'll give you more of an action-based kind of thing. Sometimes it will be, like, really, really hardcore turn-based. But the customization and all that stuff and you being able to pick your, your like attacks and all that, it's it definitely opened the door for other, other games. So I, I get why it's here. It's just it didn't age well. You know what I mean? Like, that just... Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, nah, I hear you. <clears throat> I'm curious. Do you think? Do you think the Outer Worlds should have been in here? What? When did that release last year? Last year, in 2019. Yeah, last, the yeah. DLC came out this year. But um, but like, did it release? I guess that's something we should probably look into. It released last year, October, I believe. October, yeah. Year. Okay, so it would have it would have gotten a nomination last year if 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 it did or not i believe it did get a nomination okay that makes sense all right then yeah but i was gonna say if, if that if that similar to uh another game that we'll see on here later on with jedi fallen order if that had come out in december then i would have expected to see some sort of nomination here but yeah if, if, if it came out in october or september then that makes sense so we'll leave that as is. so uh moving on to another category here we've got best action adventure game uh, so the first nominee here, the game we've talked about at length last week, is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
Uh, then we've got Ghost of Tsushima. We've got Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. We've got Ori Will of the Wisp. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And The Last of Us Part 2. So, Manny, I'm going to let you take this one. Man, if Miles Morales was just a little longer, man. A little longer. I mean, the game was great, but I just felt like the story was just too short. And I was a little bit disappointed because I completed it within six hours with, like, most of the side missions on that stuff. I'm going to have to go with, for Best Action Adventure, uh, The Last of Us Part Two, just because, you know, just exploring and the, ga- the gunplay is really good uh, for what this category is about anyways. So, um, I think that game's like, the most polished from, you know, what I felt. Uh, when I was playing it. Okay. Okay, cool. Chris, what about you, man? Um, I probably have to go somewhere between... Um, Assassin's Creed and The Last of Us. Or he gets a lot of respect here, don't get it twisted, but if it was just best adventure game or best platformer, I would give it to Ori all day. For whatever reason, with it having action tied to it, it just kind of makes so I can't choose that. Um, And then, you know, Spider-Man... It's short, like what Goop is saying. But when I think about Last of Us Part 2, and especially like Valhalla, like, um... Valhalla's... Like, there's not a lot of games where, like, you get a Viking experience, man. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of games where you're able to, like, immerse yourself fully in that and then still be able to have the action be on point and all that. Like, that that's a cool take on what they're doing. Like, it, it almost reminds me of, um... You know how American Horror Story always has like a different theme every single time and then they kind of knock it out of the park every time they do it? Mm-hmm. That's what Assassin's Creed reminds me of, but the video game version, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I understand that completely. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, <clears throat> Assassin's Creed has been killing it for a while, I think. Especially these last three, they've kind of shifted more towards RPG experiences. I mean, I... I wouldn't be mad if I saw Valhalla in here for for uh, best RPG as opposed to some of the games that were in that category. But you know, at last I understand why it's set up that way. Um, I'm probably gonna have to go with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, that game highly underrated from last year, the you know tail end of last year. I absolutely loved playing that game from start to finish. The action in the game, um, the <clears throat> the feel of it was was very uniquely Star Wars in a way that I haven't felt about a game in quite some time, not even from, like, Battlefront. Uh, I love the the Metroidvania-style um, action in the game, you know, the, the exploration and being able to find different abilities and level yourself up and upgrade your lightsaber, upgrade your force abilities. Like, it was just a fantastic game, and I definitely recommend everybody play it. It's actually in Game Pass now, so... Uh, oh, damn. Anybody I didn't know that. Definitely check that out. <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's gonna be that's a big. Game. I did not know that was in Game Pass. Huge, well. huge, one of the best games of last year in Game Pass. So definitely think people should check that out. All right, so we'll jump up to. Whoops, almost lost it here. So we'll jump up to best action game. This one should be interesting. So first nominee we have here is Doom Eternal. Then we've got Hades. A game that seems to be getting a lot of nominations this year. Uh, Half-Life Alex and um, Neo 2 and Streets of Rage 4. So, Chris, I'll let you tackle this one here, man. Which one are you, you picking? 
it's got to be Doom. Uh, Doom. I think that's you know that's the what's the word I'm looking for here. I feel like when people think about action games, like Doom is always brought up in every conversation. Like I, I don't know a lot of like, yeah, like when I think about it, yeah, it's it's most conversations is brought up. I would say. And if you've played any of the Doom games, you know it's just nothing but like carnage, nonstop, carnage, shooting stuff, body parts, dismemberments. It is not for the faint of heart. If you got bad nerves and, and a weak heart, don't play no Doom, man. I'm telling you right now, this, this is gonna put you out. It's gonna put you out, man. Don't be doing that. No, no. But uh, in terms of everything, like because like Hades, I know a little bit about Hades, and it's a dope looking game, but I wouldn't say it's like action packed. Streets of Rage is, I don't understand why that's not in a best fighting game. That's not here. Uh, and Neo, it's uh, but it ain't, it ain't Doom. Doom, 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 Doom different. Yeah, Doom yeah. for sure. Okay, okay. Word. Manny, what about you, man? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I might have to agree with Chris. Uh, um, I was, it was either Doom or Streets of Rage too, because I played a little bit of that and it's a pretty dope little side-scroller arcade uh, type of action game. Uh, brings back the nostalgia of like old side-scrollers I used to play like in the arcades. But Doom is just there with the action, you know, just ripping body parts, uh, killing demons, shooting them, they explode and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's where it is, you know. That's what Doom is. It's just pure action. So I'm going to have to go with Doom for my pick. For sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to echo what you guys said here. Uh, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, so I won't dwell on it too much. But yeah, Doom, definitely super fast, action-packed game. Um, almost kind of rhythmic, how you can jump from uh, ripping a de- one demon to a part to another. Like, it's definitely, like, got a certain pace to it. So that's definitely going to be my pick for uh, best action game for sure. Uh, so we'll we'll move on to another category here that's, that's pretty interesting. Um it's a uh, best community support. So they describe it as recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of a social media activity and game updates slash patches. So the first uh, first game we have here, first nominee is going to be Apex Legends. Then we've got Destiny Two, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. So I'm going to start by saying. Um, my pick would have to be for Destiny 2. Uh, I feel like the way that that community is set up, very passionate set of fans. Um, it's it's very difficult to appease those fans, as I am one of them myself. Um, and I think Bungie does a pretty decent job of uh, communicating with the community. Or, yeah, communicating with the community, letting people in on uh, what's coming next. And um, yeah, that's that's gonna be my pick. Uh, Chris, I'll push it over to you. I, I suspect you'll have a similar thing to. Oh uh, yeah, man, I'm 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 gonna echo all of that just for the simple fact that like again, there's just there's not a game studio that I know that is as transparent as as Destiny is. Um, Destiny, they give you a weekly twab every single week. They make sure you know. They give you patch note previews before you get the patch notes. They give you. Vidox. They give you like everything that they do in that game. There's never any like sneaky underhanded stuff that kind of happens. Even in terms of like their monetization, they're constantly bringing up the Eververse story and their twabs like, hmm, 
we understand we're hearing the feedback. We want to understand how to twist it up and change it up and tweak it so that way it comes out fair for everybody. Like, they're constantly trying to talk to folks about, oh, we're changing the brightness economy. We're changing this economy. We want to try to make it fairer for everybody. Between the season pass, between a lot of different things that uh, Destiny does in terms of that is just crazy. When you see some of these community managers all over Reddit and they, like, they don't take weeks and months to respond to you. No, you put something up and if it gets enough attention, they're going to respond to you. You know, there's a reason why people, like, tout DMG and, um, what's the other guy's name? Deez, I think his name is. Um, over there, and I think Deez is Legion, which is kind of sad. Oh, Cosmo, there you go. Yeah, that's the other guy. Um, those two dudes, everybody who plays Destiny knows those guys. Everybody. Yeah. You know, it's just, they do a good job of making it feel like it's one big-ass family over at Bungie, and, um, it's cool. Well, I don't get that from nobody else. I agree. I agree. Shout out to Bungie, man. You're doing great work over there. Manny, what about you, man? Which one are you going with? I can't, you know, agree with you guys because, you know, I ain't played Destiny like you guys, you Destiny fanboys. <laughs> yeah, but you play 2K. Yeah. Nah, get 2K out of here. That ain't a part of this conversation or this category. So, but <laughs> 2K, 2K would have the worst community support, first of all. <laughs> But, I don't disagree with you there. I don't disagree. I'm 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 gonna have to go with Fall Guys. Um, just because I know when Fall Guys was the hot game of the summer. Like, I remember there's one point where Tim the Tatman would like tweet at them and they would respond making fun of them. Like, that's honestly like the where you could get the best support. You know, like where they had the not not support but engagement. You know what I mean? Like with the community, just like you know, just taking their time, just like poking jokes at everybody who can't get the crowns and stuff like that and also just obviously fixing the bugs and stuff like that which they do but yeah fall guys is gonna have to be my pick okay okay i uh i definitely have to say fall guys did have a really good social media account really good community engagement as far as that goes so yeah i would say they're for me they'd be like number two but yeah i think bungie's kind of unmatched as far in my opinion as far as how uh they handle their community support but Jumping up to the next category here, we got best mobile game. <clears throat> so the nominees are Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, uh, Runeterra, sorry, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. So Chris, I'll let you start off there, man. Uh, it's gonna come down to Genshin and Among Us, and my inner self. If it was just an award show to where I was able to just vote myself or whatever, and my only one vote counted, I would go for Genshin. But I know Among Us probably should win this just based on accessibility, based on... Uh, it's just, it's so easy for anybody to be able to get on Among Us and play it. I mean, we were talking about the politician a couple of weeks back. I mean, you see what that one game was able to kind of like ruffle up, you know, so... Yeah. It's just too hard to beat a game that everybody can have and everybody has access to and everybody seems like they have fun with. I don't know too many people who say they don't like the game. Call of Duty Mobile people make memes about that. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon Cafe Mix. Uh, nah. <laughs> Let, yeah, Legends of Runeterra don't never played it before i'd be interested because it's riot games too they're, they're pretty good 
Um, but I don't know much about it, but I, I got to say among us, that game literally been out forever and it just picked up speed, like steam out of nowhere. And then most people probably have it on their phone now. That's crazy to think about, but yeah, Fair enough. it's everywhere. Yeah, I'm have to agree. Um, like Chris said, Among Us is just anywhere. Uh, like you know, games like Genshin and stuff like that. Like all these other games, obviously, like have mobile support. But like Among Us, it's gonna be like less challenging for your mobile device. Like as if you're trying to play like Genshin Impact, you kind of like need that like a more recent phone that can handle it. So the fact that you could literally just download it pretty much on any mobile device for um among us and be able to play with your friends and like for example if you're all just chilling at the house even though we in quarantine season um just be able to pop up the game and just use that as like a party game like how you know we would play like a monopoly and stuff like that because just like just because how fun among us is yeah okay um I'm going to go with Among Us as well. I think it's, again, I don't want to be <laughs> a broken record here with uh, as far as uh, what I feel about it. But it's a fun game. It's really accessible. I think a lot of people love it. So that's going to be my pick. Uh, and we'll move on to the next category. So we've got Best Ongoing Game. Um, some Somewhat of overlap on uh, community support in a way. But either way, they described it as... Awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Uh, so, the first game in the list is Apex Legends. Then we have Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. So, Manny, I'll send it back to you. Which, uh, which one are you picking here? I'm going to have to go with Apex Legends. Um, I know... Like, you could argue that, like, you know, games like Fortnite and, um, what is it called, Warzone, that, like, they kind of do the same thing. They got the new seasons, this, that, and the third. But what I like about Apex is not only do they do, like, uh, these, like, map changes. Like, I know a couple of seasons ago, they tweaked up, like, the first map. And then, like, this last season that they just dropped, it's, like, a whole new map completely. But also, um... How they have to like create new legends and like make them unique to make you want to play as the new legends. So I think you know for that with the ongoing content that they bring to the community, I have to say Apex Legends out of all of these are my per like would be my pick. Okay, cool. Chris, what about you? Um, I gotta go with Call of Duty. Um, I loved what they've done over the course of this past year in terms of this evolution of the game, evolution of the sandbox, evolution of uh, Warzone in particular, not really so much in terms of uh, multiplayer. Yeah, the multiplayer side of things, I think they neglect a little bit now because the money is in the BR, you know, so they, they, they put most of their attention there, I feel. But yeah, man, and from them doing, you know, opening up the stadium, which was closed for mad long, and it kind of, like, changed the dynamic of the, the game. They did things like adding a train, then they added a whole subway system, and they gave us the whole at-nighttime uh, thing during uh, Halloween with the zombies, and they just are always switching something up. And um, not saying other games don't, because I know Fortnite and Apex and all those other games do the same things. They all ask if they had uh, characters and new abilities and stuff, too, but... 
I don't know, man. Something about the way Call of Duty has handled this year with Warzone in specific is just it's been nice to see. You know, it's just I could put that game down for a couple months and then still want to check out what the new season is about mm-hmm. because I know something new is going to be there. That that that's awesome. I love it. Okay. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna start by saying I'm actually really impressed when I think about it. I'm impressed by all of these games. I think they all have an amazing uh, community and they they really get a lot of support. Like almost every single one of these games, you can point to and say they push out new content at a pretty consistent clip. Um, I would say if there was one that was, I guess, less consistent, it would be No Man's Sky because they drop bigger content packs. Um, but yeah, yeah. When, you, when you look at Apex, you look at Destiny, you look at Warzone, you look at Fortnite, they are seasonal games. And I think that all of these studios do an amazing job of actually refreshing that content on a very consistent basis. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, what Chris said on, on Warzone. I think... Every season that you go through Warzone, they find a way to change up the map. They find a way to change up some new element to just continue to give you more oh shit moments <laughs> in like a really amazing sandbox. Um, yeah. You know, I remember when they uh, when they added the train into the game, that changed things up. When they blew out the whole stadium uh, so that you could actually go into it, I feel like that was a massive game changer. Uh, when they did the Halloween event with the zombies that was a massive game changer too. I I just feel like there aren't many games that you can sit there and say, change the way you look at them so consistently, um, you know, season over season, month over month, week over week, like Warzone. And, you know, it's, it's accessible. Everybody can get it. It's free. It's got cross play. Like it's just an amazing game. So uh, Warzone's definitely going to be my pick here. All right. And uh, we'll move on to the next topic. Or the next uh, category here. So, let's see. What do we have? Best performance. <clears throat> so, awarded to an individual for voice over acting, motion, and or performance capture. So, we've got Ashley Johnson as Ellie, the first nominee in The Last of Us. Uh, Laura Bailey as Abby, also in The Last of Us. We've got uh, Dasuke Suji as Jin Sake from Ghost of Tsushima. We've got Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades. <laughs> and then we've got Najee Jeter as Miles Morales in Spider-Man Miles Morales. So, Chris, I'll let you uh, start this one off. Which one are you picking here? Um, I got to go with, uh, with Ellie, I guess, for uh, The Last of Us. Uh, it's just one of those things, if we're talking about best performance, I, that that's to me the bread and butter of Last of Us. Um, it's not necessarily about the gameplay mechanics or any of that stuff. They truly do very very well at evoking emotion and storytelling. And I mean, look at the thumbnails that they have for the two characters for the uh, <laughs> for the categories. You know what I'm saying? Like you got one, and she's just sitting there looking like I will bite your whole neck out, bruh, and then she got blood splattered on the face. And then the other one. I don't even know what she's doing, but she looked like it's she something crazy. Her. Yeah, like it's just they're so good at the emotion of things. And uh yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go with them. Okay, cool. That's why they take so long to put games out. That's true. That's true. Manny, what about you? Yeah, um, I'm about to agree. Um it's definitely hard to pick between Ashley and Laura Bailey. Uh 
you know, uh, Naughty Dog always, you know, nails it when it comes to, like, best performance with the voice acting and everything like that. I want to make sure everything's, like, spot on and make you, like, feel for the game and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, the uh, Ashley with Ellie. Uh, you know, the things that she gone through in the game and, like, the way the character, uh, you know, performed and the voice actor, of course. Uh, definitely a great job. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna deviate from the from the two of you guys here. I'm gonna actually go with uh, Najee Jeter as Miles Morales. I uh, I just really like the way he he portrayed that character and and brought a character that a lot of people love um, to life, you know, in a video game. Um, I I think he captured the the essence and the the swagger of Miles pretty well and uh, did it you know over the course of a really good story. So. I'm definitely gonna have to go with Miles Morales or Najee Jeter specifically. All right, so let's jump up to best art direction. So, outstanding creative and/or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. So once again, we've got the uh, nostalgia pick here for <laughs> Final Fantasy remake. <laughs> I really don't hate Final Fantasy that much, guys. Trust me. Uh, we got Ghost of Tsushima, we got Hades, we got Ori, Will of the Wisp, and then we've got The Last of Us Part Two. So, Chris, take it away, man. Um, best art direction. This is kind of a tough one, huh? Oh, it is tough. I guess I gotta go with Ori. Um, yeah, Ori. Ori's Ghost of Tsushima almost wins just because like how they really put work into that game. I think for people to just kind of like take their time and kind of screenshot everything and, and and absorb the beauty of the game. Like for them, it's not necessarily I think like about the main character because the main character is not anything special. I think we've seen before, but. I think it's more just the environments that they made in Ghost of Tsushima that people are just like, whoa. Um, and see, and again, see, I don't, I'm not trying to make excuses for Final Fantasy because I wouldn't vote for them. But if we're talking about art direction, it's another one of those games where it's like, for so long, it was like, if we had a category for most beautiful game, they, they gotta be included. Because, like, they're just so good at making beautiful, aesthetically pleasing games. They, they just don't be making no damn sense. Oh, uh, <laughs> but they look nice, you know. They they look really good. But yeah, I, I guess yeah, it's it's got to be Ori. Though. Ori's the most unique looking thing out of all of these. You can look at Ori real quickly and might not even know it's a platformer until you actually play it first. And then you're like, oh, this is the kind of game it is. Mm-hmm. You you kind of can't tell just by looking at it. I like that. That's a really good observation. I actually I really agree with that. Yeah, it's. You wouldn't necessarily know what kind of game Ori is when you look at it initially. So yeah, I, I like that. I like you said that. Um, Manny, what about you, man? I'm have to go with Ghost of Tsushima. I'm sorry, Chris, but the game is just too beautiful. Uh, the way like just everything is when you're riding your horses around the plantation fields. Um, just the fact that the game makes you feel like you're in like a samurai movie. Where you just it just looks amazing. Uh, the gameplay is amazing. Like it feels amazing, and um, like I said, I'm just have to just the game is just aesthetically pleasing. Uh, I'm have to go with Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. 
I would definitely respect that. Um, I definitely would have to go with Ori. I think from an art direction standpoint, just being creative and, and different and something that you don't see very often, I would have to say Ori and the Will of the Wisp would take the cake there. I think it's an absolutely beautiful game artistically. I understand where uh, people would, would lean into Ghost of Tsushima. I don't think it's anything different that we haven't seen before. I mean, it's a beautiful game, and I think if we're going to go for like best graphics, sure, it, it can go in that category. But I don't feel like it's anything that we haven't already seen, right? <clears throat> Whereas Ori and the Will of the Wisp, I think, is very different. And again, to echo what Chris had said, I don't think that if you look at that game, if you just see a, a, a screenshot of the game or something along those lines, you're not necessarily going to know what kind of game it is at first. Um, so, yeah, Ori and the Will of the Wisp is going to definitely be my pick. Uh, so we'll dive into the next category here. Uh, best narrative. So let's see. Um, so best narrative. So for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. So we've got 13 Sentinels. Game I've never heard of before. Uh, Final Fantasy Remake. Ghost of Tsushima. Hades. And The Last of Us Part 2. So. I think we all know which one uh, Manny might say, so I'll let him start it off. Which one are you going with? You already know. My favorite game of all time, 13 Sentinels. Right. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> Never played it. Um, probably is a good game, but um, I'm going to have to go with The Last of Us 2. Uh, like I said, Naughty Dog always hits it with the narrative direction and like just the way the conversations happen, you know, and the way every character interacts with each other and all that kind of stuff, uh, it just it just feels real. So that's what I really love about The Last of Us. So I'm gonna have to go with that for my vote. Okay, cool, Chris. Um, well, again, it for damn sure ain't uh, Final Fantasy because <laughs> it don't make no damn sense. It it just doesn't, you know. It just it it just don't. Um, <laughs> so we damn sure not finna get that best. Oh hell's, that would just be. Oh hell's, nah, yeah, we would lose all credibility as a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gotta be Last of Us, man. Again, I already touched on how they are so good at evoking emotions within people, and um, it's just there's not a lot of video games that do that for me, man. That really made me like. Feel so like I felt that like it, uh, I could probably if I'm being 100 percent real count on my both my hands how many video games really gave me that kind of feeling. And Last of Us tells a crazy story. It's just it's yeah, but Last of Us easily. Absolutely. Last of Us. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm. Uh, it's gonna be a clean sweep here because I'm definitely gonna have to pick Last of Us as well. I, I you know I think one and two had absolutely amazing narratives amazing stories amazing uh character development uh, especially this one as far as uh ellie goes you know i'm um, seeing her develop as a character from the course of the first game you know to the end of end credits of the second one i think it's just an amazing story and i think it speaks volumes that um you know this this game is going to be turned into a tv show with hbo they just announced this week that it officially got greenlit. uh you know and hbo don't fuck around <laughs> they don't they don't take uh shitty stories so you know the fact that the last of us is getting turned into a tv show tells you a lot i think it's going to be absolutely amazing 
Um, Neil Druckmann, one of the writers on the show, I think that the lead writer on the sh- on the uh, game is also going to be writing for the show, and he definitely deserves the award here. So, a shout out to him. Uh, I got a segue question before we even move any forward. Just and we don't got to spend a lot of time on this because I, I prefer we didn't. But <laughs> just, I gotta I gotta understand you guys' thoughts here. Who do you guys think should play an Ellie on the show? If they, I, I, if they go the route, because I actually don't know if they're gonna just remake the game or if it's just gonna be a story in that like in that world. Yeah, if yeah. They do. It should be um, Ellen Page, right? Like she was. That's who I think it should be too. But yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do that because that's the thing. That Ellen Page is how old is she now? She's she's a little older now than she was before, clearly. Right. Exactly. But like, is she in her thirties yet? Will, will she? Will she, will she look like Ellie like how she needs here's to? Here's the thing, man. She always looks young. Like, no matter what you do, she just, oh, she just looks young anyways. So I think I think you could pull it off. But I think it also depends on, like like you said, it depends on where they decide to go with this. What if they decided to do Ellie in, like, you know, a couple years down the road? We see we see what happens after The Last of Us Part Two. I think that would be kind of interesting. Um, Yeah, maybe we get more of Abby's story, I guess, maybe beforehand. I think there's a lot of different ways they can go with it, but I would be really curious to see where that goes. Manny, what about you? What do you think would pay, play uh, Ellie? I'm going to have to go with, you know, with yeah. Like, I just don't know any other person could, who could fit the Ellie role. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, I can't think yeah. of anybody else, so that would be how I'd have to go with as well. I mean, I guess if they stole what's-her-name from uh. From Walking Dead. What's uh, what was her? I don't know her actual in real life name, but she played um. What is her name? She was a Walking Dead, and she had like a little thing with Carl going on a little bit. Uh, oh, golly, Enid, 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 Enid. That's her name. Yeah. Hmm. See that show in a long time, so I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I can see that. Like she doesn't. She yeah. doesn't really look like Ellen Page, but I could see her fitting that role. Like she's mm-hmm. she's a badass in the show, and like you know, essentially Ellie turns into a badass in the game. So, I that would be interesting. Yeah, hmm, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, you got another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so we'll we'll dive into the next uh, um category here. So let's see. So best game direction. So awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. So the first nominee we have here, Final Fantasy Remake, again, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and The Last of Us Part Two. So, Chris, I'll let you uh, tackle this one. I know which one you're not picking. I know that for sure. I mean, this is going to be the one I was going to pick Final Fantasy on. Oh. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Final Fantasy for the win, baby! Nah, hell no! Nah. I'm all the way joking. Better shit the hell out of here. Uh, creative vision and innovative game direction and design. Man, I don't know. If you should, yeah, a remake. Ah, yeesh. And a remake of all things. Golly. No, get that shit out of here. Uh. It's it's gotta be against Last of Us, you know. I mean, I mean, 
Half-Life Alex, I've never played it before, so I really couldn't 100% say it on paper. That could also possibly win. Um, but I, I would I would have to experience that to, to say. Um, until then, it's got to be Last of Us. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Manny, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Chris. Uh, the Last of Us probably going to take the cake on this one with the, the way the game went, with the direction, as well as... Um, what they do with the um the visuals as well uh so i'm gonna have to go with the last of us too okay <clears throat> i'm gonna go with half-life alex uh i know everybody loves the last of us i don't know if i think it would necessarily fall under the category of creative vision and innovation and in game direction it feels like it still plays pretty much the same as the first one i mean They've done an amazing job of of giving you a gripping story, but I don't feel like it breaks the wheel in any meaningful way. Whereas Half Life Alex is, you know, it's a very different game, right? Like they found a way to take a traditional first person shooter story and fit it into a, a VR game, a really good VR game at that. You know, having to actually be able to integrate, you know, with with your hands and you know all different types of things. I think. Half-Life Alex is the future of VR games. I think it, it kind of, that definitely breaks the wheel. Um, you know, the little of it that I played, I was absolutely blown away. So I'm definitely going to have to pick Half-Life Alex here for me. Um, I see. dig it. Yeah. And then we've got the, uh, the big one, the final category. So we got Game <laughs> of the Year. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. So this is the, the creme de la creme. Why am I not excited about these nominees, though? <laughs> Let's get into it. So, game of the year. We got Doom Eternal. We got Final Fantasy Remake. We've got Ghost of Tsushima. We've got Hades. Animal Crossing New Horizon. And The Last of Us Part Two. I'm just going to start off by saying, why the hell is Animal Crossing in here, guys? Why the hell is Final Fantasy in here, guys? What? Final Fantasy, I can understand, but Animal Crossing... I can't understand Final Fantasy. I can't understand either one of those games, man. You were the one repping Animal, Animal Crossing. like Animal, That's what I'm saying. Animal Crossing is the game. And out that? of every game that came out this year... That deserves what games? That's the thing. This year was dry when it came out. To games. I'm not gonna lie. Like this year was dry, but it was. But man, <laughs> it wasn't that dry where you got to go pick an Animal Crossing. They just wanted to put a Switch game in there. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, you're acting like Animal Crossing ain't fun. Like that game. I'm not was saying good. it's not, bro, but not top six worthy. It's, not, it's definitely not top six worthy. It's not. It's <laughs> no. No, 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 no. But but anyways, well, uh, I'll just start off by saying Last of Us Part Two is the the clear winner here. Like I don't know how you can pick anything else, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Manny, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and take it again. Man, like I mean, what is there? What else is there to say? Last of Us Two winning. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna say the sleeper is gonna be Animal Crossing. That that's the only other one I can see winning. And y'all might call me crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised if Animal Crossing do end up winning. But like I said, uh, The Last of Us Two is definitely gonna win Game of the Year if it, if it's not it's Animal Crossing. Look, man, if 
if Animal Crossing wins over The Last of Us, shut it down, bro. Shut everything down. I mean, I know it's 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 fan voted, and I, oof, man, yeah, I I just have a hard time believing the gaming community will collectively get together and agree that Animal Crossing is the best that gaming had to offer for this year. Twenty twenty. Nah, nah, it's not. It's not gonna happen. It's just not. I. Mm-mm-mm. Chris, what was your pick? Uh, it damn sure ain't no damn Animal Crossing. And it damn sure ain't no Final Fantasy. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, the reason why it's here is because of the level of detail that they put into the environments and all that. Like, you have to, a game that they put that much care into almost has to be recognized in its way. But I don't know if necessarily the story holds up in a sense like that. Um, Doom is dope, but it's niche. You know what I mean? It's like, it's super. If you just want a game where you just go in there and just shoot a bunch of shit up and watch things explode, sure. But don't get mad when you're not really getting much else besides that. That's the game. You know, it's just a bunch of carnage. Uh, whereas, what is Last of Us? Last of Us wins, but it's by default. You know, it's not by because, oh, it, it won because, it, you know, it's just a by default win. If we all know if Cyberpunk had came out, it would be no contest. No contest at all. Come on, man! I saw more well, detail in that trailer well, than. Yeah, I feel like the last of us two wasn't like uh, good. Say, no. I will say that it it would be it would be between the Last of Us and Cyberpunk. I don't think it's necessarily a runaway for Cyberpunk. I just feel like that's a more fair fight, in my opinion. Um, I think Cyberpunk may have ended up winning it anyways, but man, I don't know. I guess we really don't know, right? Like I. I haven't played the game yet. It just looks amazing. It looks like super detailed, and I think the story is going to be amazing. Um, but The Last of Us 2, it deserves to be here for sure, and I think it will win, and it's it's it deserves to win. I'm just saying, I just think it's uh It's just a weak, uh, it's a weak year. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, yeah, it's a weak problem. it's a weak lineup, but, I mean, even if you were to put, like, you know, a decent title, like, next to The Last of Us 2, like, The Last of Us 2 was a really good game, so... Yeah, I it's not. It's not like it's. It's not like it's the only winner because you know the weak titles. Even though that's how it's gonna look. Hey, but dude, don't make this be your fourth cap, bro. You know damn well <laughs> that this year here. <laughs> you know oh, damn well. Oh, I said that... this year is dry. Did I not say that? No, nah, but you're saying also like let's not try to make it seem like it only won because it's dry. I mean, it, it didn't have a lot of competition. You know what I mean? Like it didn't have any. This is the same as when Nicki Minaj won all those Best Female Rap Awards for like five, six years in a row because nobody else was outputting our music. You know what I'm saying? It's like we don't want to discredit them. Like you know what I mean? They just like the game. Last of Us was a great game. I mean, the only reason why like it had bad reviews is because like all those haters that gave it one star like before the game came out. But like, other than that, the game had a great story. Uh, the I, game played I well. A lot of people were mad about the ending, so that I was gonna say, yeah, that was a big thing. Why people gave it bad scores, but but I heard a lot of people gave negative reviews, like not like a day when the game came out, when the game was supposed to have the ending. That's why. That's why they gave him the bad scores. So people were mad about the ending. Well, that's their fault. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that's that's the reason why it happened. But yeah, I mean, I I think Last of Us 2 is a game that would win game of the year regardless of what year it came out. I just think 
it needs some more competition. It, it, it would be more interesting if it had more competition. The one thing I will say, I think, I mean, obviously we've iterated this already, but Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy shouldn't be here, in my opinion. Crossing is going to be second place. Oh, please. If anything goes Maybe. to Tsushima, it would be second place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nah. exactly. You're telling me, Goop, you are telling me, Yo, can somebody pull up the stats on Animal Crossing and how many copies sold and how many people currently play? It's There's so no cool. way you're gonna so, sit. But not like. But like. No, not I'm 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 sure. Go. I'm sure Animal Crossing sold more than Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Definitely. With you. I, would agree with you. I would agree with you. But I, that's not that's not why I'm saying it's a game of the year though. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, Manny, you really are selling me right now. That in your opinion. Animal Crossing deserves to be higher on the game of the year list than Ghost of Tsushima. Let me tell you this. If it's Animal Crossing versus Ghost of Tsushima, Animal Crossing is winning. That's if not what I'm asking. I'm asking OG you what game? your your opinion on these two topics is. I know what the what the what the what the people gonna do. I'm talking about goop. It depends what kind of player you are in the end. Like if we're talking about you, what is your decision? I'm gonna have to go with Animal Crossing because I still haven't touched Ghost of Tsushima. You acting like I play Ghost of Tsushima. Like I only seen gameplay of it. The gameplay looks good, but like we're talking about Animal Crossing. When have you played Animal Crossing? <laughs> when have you played Animal Crossing? You're a when have you played Animal Crossing? Danger. I don't know. Yeah, actually, I don't play Animal Crossing though. Okay, I mean, if you do, you do. I don't know, man. I, all all I will say is this, <clears throat> or I'll pose the question, and I'll give my my answer first. But but which game would you guys substitute either Animal Crossing or Final Fantasy with? For me, I would have to substitute Final Fantasy with uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I think that game is absolutely amazing. I think over the the course over the VGA's year, that is my game of the year. So I'll let you guys go. Uh, Manny, go ahead. Just keep tapping. What else you got? For I mean, the I mean, there's no other game that I like as much as The Last of Us Two this year, story wise. Like, that's not what, what we asking. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking. But what other games are there? That's the thing. Like, so there's no other game that you played this year that you think is better than Final Fantasy or like that can substitute out one of these games. You don't think anything's been released? No. I I mean nothing that I enjoyed personally. Resident Evil, nothing. Like, I and Resident Evil was too short. That game was like six hours long. It was like it falls in the same category as Miles Morales. Like, yeah, I enjoyed it, but like it was just too short for my status. So you don't think Miles Morales could jump in for for Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy remake is short. I mean, it probably uh, Miles Morales probably can, but I, I just don't like either way, like. I don't know if Miles Morales will deserve a Game of the Year award. But you literally are making an argument for Animal Crossing. Yeah, acting, bro. Yeah, you acting like Animal Crossing is not good. I didn't say the that. Of, you're not. You're not hearing. A lot of things you can do, bro. Miles Morales, you play like I 100 percent the game, and I have like I probably have like 10 hours max on that right now. Like 100 percent and what? That's that. That's I'm done with the game. I can throw it out. Animal Crossing. Like, it has, like, what, monthly updates or, like, seasonal updates where they change, like, some of the things, you know. You well, like, gotta... you got, like, a, a green fish in the pond instead of a blue one? Like, that literally, bro? Like, come on, fam. Like, if you, dog. Manny, if you have to go back and play either one of those games for the first time, right? Like, 
like a brand new experience, fresh. Which one would you prefer playing for the first time over again? Well, if it's like, well, you erase my memory, like, of course, I'm going to want to play Spider-Man again. But the thing is, no, nah, don't do not do that. But it's not about how the game was at first. It's about the game of the year. You know what I mean? It's not about and the game of... What I specifically <laughs> ask you is, if you had to go back and play one of these games for the first time ever, right? Like, because you love the experience that much, and you want to re-experience the story for the first time, which one of these games would you pick? The thing about Miles Morales was like, all right, it was like a PlayStation Five launch He's game. Of course, like I'm gonna. He's nah, it's not that. It's not that, bro. Animal Crossing is a game you could play forever and you'd be fine. Like, you know, like in, like Miles Morales, like it's gonna collect dust if you ain't like. Manny, answer the question. Don't. Answer the question. What do you mean? Answer, Manny, the, answer question? the question. You could, cause I, the argument you're making right now is the same argument you can make for The Last of Us Part Two. It's a game that's designed for you to play it one time. Maybe twice, and that's it, right? Like that's how that's how most of these games in this list are designed. That's and the only thing about the Miles Morales is an overpaid DLC. Like okay. they make you pay fifty dollars well, I mean, for a D- overpaid remake. You know, it's 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 the same boat. I mean, yeah, you can replace Final Fantasy with Spider Man, Miles Morales, but I ain't, ain't voting for those games either. Yeah. If I'm being hundred percent honest with you, I think most Switch games are overpaid. Except for a select few that I really think are like worth that money, but like, bro, video games is overpaid nowadays. They're charging you seventy dollars for. But at least I can understand the work that goes into certain games. You know what I'm saying? Like when I know God of War keeps seventy dollars. That's what I'm making the the argument about. about. (laughs) Like it's just uh, there's not a lot of Twitch games outside of like Breath of the Wild and a couple others that I would say I'll give you fifty, sixty bucks. Even Pokemon. I love Pokemon, but Pokemon don't cost $50, $60, bro. It doesn't. On any platform, it don't matter if we're talking about Go, whatever. None of that shit should cost 60 bucks. But they're able to get away with it because it has a humongous, ridiculous fan base and all that stuff, so they can get away with it. But eh, it, it, it shouldn't. It's just, it's hard for me to say that a game like Animal Crossing is... is, is... So, let me say something, right? If Cyberpunk never got pushed back and it came out when it was supposed to come out and it would have made the nominations list this year, we would have had Cyberpunk in this category, right? You're telling me in your heart of hearts, you think that it is completely justifiable that Cyberpunk would be in the same category with friggin' Animal Crossing right next to it. Yeah, I'm not getting the point. Bro, it's game of the year. Yeah, Cyberpunk is going to be the same category as Animal Crossing for game of the year. But it's like, what you're not understanding is, it's not about best action game, best, you know, graphic design, this, that, and the third. We're talking about game of the year. Like, Manny, be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself, right? I ain't being honest with myself. Yeah, I feel like Animal Crossing is Listen, Manny, look at the descriptor. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. You think that that Animal Crossing falls under that category? You're acting like, what's wrong with, you know, doing chores, like building houses? Yes or no. Animal Crossing isn't nice. Like, Animal Crossing, honestly, is a really good game. 
It's just y'all are not you. You guys are not like saying, "Oh, it should be game of the year," because y'all guys are mostly like into these action adventure games and stuff like that. True. Is that true? Honestly, yeah, if you, this you meant to be here, wrong people for that, that one, bro. man, dude. If that oh, game deserves to be here. You guys are the type to be like, "Oh, Destiny Two should be game of the year" because it had that new DLC update. What are you talking about? Nobody here said that at all. You're invalidating your whole argument, bro. Like, <laughs> you're making yourself look way worse right now. Um, All I gotta say yeah. is, Animal Crossing deserves to be a nominee. But okay. is it gonna win? Probably so, not. Can you just give me a clear explanation as to why? That's probably a better question. Why do you truly believe it deserves to be a nominee? Not even the winner. Why do you think that it deserves to share air with the rest of these games? Just because, like, what it was. I mean, Animal Crossing, like, what you can do now, what you play with your friends and stuff like that, as well as, like, the stuff you can do to your own island and be creative. It's like a Minecraft, but, like, it's like, you know, it's Animal Crossing. It's like you could, you know, create your island however you want it to, and that's it. Like, Minecraft. Minecraft. Everybody loves Minecraft. I wouldn't say that's Game of the Year either. I I, would have never said that either. Ever. That doesn't matter about Minecraft. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Minecraft was like 20 years ago. See, the thing about Minecraft was like, what? It was just like an indie game or whatever. I don't know. I don't ever, like, I don't mess with Minecraft that much. But I mean, it's the same concept as Minecraft. Everybody loves Minecraft, but all you do is just build stuff and like do whatever you want. Nobody disagrees with that argument. You're absolutely right. It's very similar. I would argue that Minecraft is better because there's more you can do. I was gonna say, yeah. But nobody's arguing that those two games are that far off, right? Like, the argument is that you would never put Minecraft in a Game of the Year conversation, and it never was. So why would you put Animal Crossing in it? You literally it never just was because when Minecraft game. came out, it was probably so low-key that nobody really knew about it, and Minecraft then when it blew up. Massive. It blew up to be massive. Minecraft is a significantly bigger game than Animal Crossing. If we talk about units sold, games played, bigger than any game in this category right yeah, now. Yeah, now, but I'm talking about when it first came out. Like, we probably can't pull up the analytics because, like, that's probably, like, what, 10? I don't know when the game came out. But, like, when the game came out, it probably was low-key until, like, it just blew up somehow. And then, like, by the time it blew up, it probably was, like, past the year it came out, and so it couldn't be nominated, so... Let's be real. It's a niche game that has a niche audience, and it's like it's like The Sims almost, right? Like The Sims is a simulator, but I wouldn't probably ever put Sims for a game of the year ever. I don't think, not my opinion, not the ones they've come up with so far. But I know that there's feverish fan base for that particular game. Like nobody's saying the game is bad. Nobody's saying that it's not fun in some cases. Nobody's saying any of that stuff. What we're saying is, if we're thinking about every game that came out this year, you're telling me out of all the hundreds of games that came out for the Switch alone, let alone all the other consoles and PC, that this game deserves to be top six. You're telling me this game deserves to be here over Phasmophobia? This year was dry. Phasmophobia, it definitely does deserve there. Uh, Phasmophobia compared to Animal... No, 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 no. Animal Crossing definitely deserves to be there over Phasmophobia. This year was dry with games. So let's be real. Animal Crossing Top 6 it sounds realistic because of how bad this year was with games. Alright. Animal Crossing is a game of the was the game of the moment. 
if COVID never existed and we didn't have to go into quarantine, that game would not blow up the way it did. It just wouldn't. People people really sat there, bought Switches because they were in COVID and couldn't do, you know, we were in COVID quarantine, we couldn't do anything. So people were really sitting down here and that game was drawing a lot of hype and a lot of attention. But at its core, that game is not game of the year material, in my opinion. Manny, you you can you can say whatever you want. If it wins game of the year, if it wins game of the year, Twitter will explode. be crying to me. Twitter will explode if it wins game of the year. I promise you. I promise you. Twitter will. You know what? Now I want Animal Crossing to win a game of the year just to prove you guys wrong. I mean, you won't. Like I, I've never been more sure about anything in my life. Like that game is not going to win game of the year. There's no way in hell that the people who watch the game awards would vote for Animal Crossing as game of the year. There's just no way. None. <laughs> it'll it'll win like a best Nintendo game somewhere over the course of this uh, award season, but it's not gonna win game of the year. No, nope, 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 nope. nope. It's gonna win. No, it's not. It's not. Like I said, yo, y'all just like not giving it enough credit. But you know, let me see something else. So hold on, let me see something. Well, Chris, Let's well, pull I, this up. You're looking that up though. Um. I guess we didn't really get to your part of the the question. So, if there was a game you would swap out, um, what would it be and why? Um, if I had to swap out anything, it would definitely be uh, Final Fantasy first, even above uh, what you call it. Just because I really, really don't think a remake should be in there. That that doesn't sit too well with me. Um, as far as what you put uh, in there. That's what I'm trying to think of. What would I put in there to replace it? I guess I would go with something like Fall Guys or something like that. You know, I feel like that is way more deserving. What? Way more. Then Final Fall Fantasy, Guys? Yeah, I would say that. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Then Final Fantasy, for sure. I think five, Final Fantasy... Just... It was meh. Fall Guys was a lot of fun. I would even throw, like... I don't know. I, I think even Assassin's Creed might deserve a nod. That was a good yeah. game. Yeah, I would agree. Like these are games that you could see. Like you watch them, you look at Final Fantasy, not Final Fantasy, um, Animal Crossing, Assassin's Creed, oh, and yeah, you yeah. look at that. They put their foot in that, man. Yeah, they put their foot in Animal Crossing. They didn't do that. They just come on, man. They don't even give me something about Nintendo and how I handle business because it's gonna turn into that kind of rant. But <laughs> they did not aim to blow anybody away with Animal Crossing. I, I don't think. I think they just updated what the older game was a little bit, put it out there for the for the niche fans that are really caring about it. But like come on, man, ain't nobody, ain't no general masses sitting here like, yo, that Animal Crossing about to come out tomorrow, man. I got a pre-order for that shit. Some people, but it ain't. No, you got more people doing that for 2K and all them other games any day of the week mm-hmm. than even 2K deserves to be here more than that. I would say, and it has all those issues you guys talk about. But even that game, given the amount of work I know they tried to put into it, to me deserves to be here way more than than I don't, either Final Fantasy or Two uh, K. What's gonna call it? I think I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree because I don't think Manny came up with any good points as to why Animal Crossing should be here. But I think I think what we'll do is we'll leave it up to the viewers and the listeners. If you guys think Animal Crossing deserves to be on this list and you think it deserves to win, leave us a comment. Let us know. You know, hit us up on uh, on on YouTube. Hit us up on tw- uh, Twitter, Instagram. 
let us know what you guys think. Um, for now, we'll uh, we'll table the conversation. I think we'll we'll have to do a our own game of the year episode uh, later on in December. You know, maybe after Cyberpunk's come out and whatnot, and we can all have a, a deeper conversation about what we think game of the year should be or or is, I should say. Um, but again, just a just a reminder, we're gonna be going live December tenth uh, to react to the Game Awards. So make sure you check us out on Twitch Xpack Pod as well as on YouTube. Um, and yeah, uh, I hope to get, see you guys there. I hope you guys will join us, and uh, hopefully we'll have some more debates and uh, discussions around around the games and the nominees. Um, so before we go, as we always do, Manny, where can the people find you? Yeah, my Nintendo Switch ID is uh, let me stop. Uh, <laughs> um, you can find, you can find me on uh, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, OnlyFans, MySpace. You know how we do. Uh, Goomaster Flex. Uh, the only difference is on Instagram is just Goomaster Flex under TTV. But other than that, everywhere else is Goomaster Flex. All right, all right. Chris, where can the people find you? Everywhere. People trying to look for somebody, social media wise or uh, content wise. I guess YouTube, all that other good stuff. M A Y two five T H X X. And understand, there ain't no capping going on around here like this. <laughs> all right, none, none at all. Disappointed in you, group. Are you sure about that? We'll have to do something. But yeah, we'll uh. We'll leave it there. Like I said, you guys can find me at Black Ice 8 pretty much everywhere. Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, <laughs> uh, Twitter. Uh, Instagram would be the only place where it's a little different. It's going to be Black Ice 8 underscore gaming. Uh, but make sure to check us out. Make sure to follow the podcast on all these services at Pod, And we'll check you guys out next time. Have a good one.